Hello and welcome to the DNA Fat Loss Podcast for Executives. I'm your host, Nutritional, and in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing part three of my interview with nutrition coach, Rebecca Heald. So we're going to be discussing how she works with clients over her six-month coaching program, and she also shares a simple exercise that you can do to start to build a healthy relationship with eating, okay, by asking yourself, you know, where am I on this hunger scale? scale of one to ten okay we debunk some myths around you know all or nothing mentality all or nothing thinking um how we don't need to go to absolutely starving we don't need to go to absolutely stuffed either so without further ado let's dive right in so i think let's take this opportunity i'd love to learn more about how almost like a simplified step-by-step manner which you work with clients so let's say um i know susan got on the phone with you and signed up to your, your program. What does that look like working with you for a period of time? Obviously, every client journey is different. With that said, um, I clients when clients work with me, it's basically, it's a six-month program, and it's a one-to-one coaching program. So now there are certain steps that I do take clients through, However, how they progress through those steps does depend on where they're at. And it's a little bit, it's it's, it's a little bit like fat loss, as you know, um, Alex, it's not, it's not like I take them on a journey like this. It's like this. Yeah. So obviously I've got, I suppose what you say, I've got the experience and I've got a toolkit that I use, but then I kind of weave that in with, um, you know, to meet the client at where they're at. So it's, you know, on a very practical level, I coach my clients. So we have regular coaching sessions, regular check-ins, and we work through everything that's going on for them. And it's really interesting, actually, because I had a conversation with a lady last night who was interested in working with me. Um, She's, um, you know, I'm yet to know whether we're going to go ahead or not, because we just had the conversation last night. But I said to her, you know, through the coaching, obviously all the things that are underlying that you are struggling with will come out. And she said, it's really interesting. She says, because just talking to you this evening, I've already started to see, you know, all of the things that I need to work on. So coaching brings out all of the things that my clients are struggling with. Obviously there are common themes. So, you know, it could be that they are struggling to eat undistracted. It could be that they are completely disconnected with their hunger and fullness cues. Very often, kind of rejecting that diet mentality and working on allowing unconditional permission is one of the first things that we work on. But yeah, it it basically, it depends on on where the client are at. And it's about reframing. I help my clients to reframe their thoughts and reframe what I call their paradigm. So they probably come to me thinking that they need to go on another diet and they think I'm going to give them another version of that diet, you know, to get them where they want to be. But actually I work on all of the other stuff and I get them to see things from a different perspective. And this doesn't just mean making changes with their nutrition. It means making changes across everything in their lives. So I look at stress management. I've had, I've had one client who's made a massive um, change with her in her career because she realized through the work with me that she, you know, she said to me, I always thought it was me. I thought that, you know, it was me with a problem at work. She says, but because working with you has given me so much more confidence and trust in myself, I've realized that no, the job just wasn't satisfying me. And she said it, and it was the best thing she ever did. She's going to do a video testimonial for me, actually, which is going to be amazing. So, you know, it's about, I take away that stress and that pressure that clients have been you know, experiencing for so long so that they feel more relaxed around food. And then as a knock-on effect, if their, their body weight has been driven up, and they're sitting at a much higher weight than they need to be, then that will naturally fall back where it's supposed to. 
Amazing. And with a, a culture of all these trainers having programs that are like, right, uh, eight weeks or 12 weeks, grind, grind, grind. Here's your meal plan. Here's your workout. Smash it out. Every day I'm going to call you and make sure you're motivated and driven. And 10 weeks in, they burn out and they crash. And this is such a refreshing completely different other side of the spectrum kind of program yeah it's funny though because i mean part of my job with clients is to keep them motivated but not in that way you know i don't micromanage my clients like you know a lot of coaches out there do because it it just doesn't work you know micromanagement if anybody who's led a team out there or runs a business we know that micromanagement is so exhausting it's so draining and you can't do it for very long so why do we feel that micromanaging people's diets is going to be any different is mad really when you think about it and the you know the way that I give my clients confidence which then you know obviously promotes motivation and then the motivation you know equals results is by showing them they can do it you know I show them that they can do it and that and I give them the confidence to be able to do that way beyond the work that we're doing together because I give them I help them to develop the internal skills and tools to be able to to manage things long term so they don't feel that they've got to constantly come to me to tell them what they're eating or what they need to do in terms of movement. Obviously, we do look at all of those things, but it's about, you know, coaching and education. Amazing. So is there one, let's say, exercise, by exercise, I don't mean uh, physical exercise, I mean like one um, activity that you would do with a client to help them, say, uh, come in line with their internal hunger cues? That you could share and just dive a little bit around yeah sure i can talk about um i want to kind of um i'll talk to you about the what well, i tend to use a, what we call a um a hunger and fullness scale and it's something that you know is quite well known i think um in the intuitive eating community um but one thing i will say is i don't often do this it's not one of the first things i do with clients because as you can imagine, when clients come to me, they are, you know, they're still trying, they're still struggling with that diet mentality. They still want rules. They still, yes, they need structure. And I do absolutely help them to build structure. I'm not saying that structure is not important. It is, but rules are not. Okay. And I think one of the reasons that I don't necessarily work on this hunger and fullness scale straight away is that people can kind of attach kind of they can make they can let, let it become a, another diet does that make sense so okay I'm only going to eat when I'm at a certain level on the hunger scale or I'm going to you, you know and and that in itself is not helpful so the hunger and fullness scale is supposed to complement all of the other work that's going on does that make sense but with that said what you know what I tend to talk, talk to clients about is you know hunger and fullness being on a scale of one to ten so hungry um Number one would be absolutely starvingly hungry. And number 10 would be overly full stuffed. Okay. Now clients often find that they are either at one end or the other end of the spectrum. So they're either absolutely starving themselves all the time. And they're like a, a one or a two, or they're literally stuffing themselves because they've restricted themselves so much and they're feeling sick and they're feeling guilty because they end up, you know, overeating, binging even, and ending up at a nine or a 10. So it's about getting them to actually start to recognize gentle hunger. So beginning to honor their hunger as it starts to appear rather than waiting until literally their biological hunger kicks in. Because what happens when your biological hunger kicks in, all of your rational thoughts go out of the window because your body just wants food. It wants calories because it's going to die if you don't give them them. And it's, it's, it's much the same as when you, if you hold your breath underwater for too long, you don't just 
pop up and breathe gracefully, do you? You're gasping for air. And this is exactly what happens when, you know, you let your hunger go too, you know, too far. And yeah, our bodies, as you know, Alex, our bodies thrive best in homeostasis. So they thrive best with balance. It's why we sweat. You know, we get too hot, our body wants to kind of cool us down and get us back to a normal temperature. It's why we shiver when we're cold, because again, you know, our body wants to get us back to a normal temperature. It's why we go to the toilet when we've, you know, drunk too much, because our body wants to regulate our, um, you know, our fluid levels. And it's the same with our diets. Our body wants us to stay. It doesn't want us to be a number 10. It doesn't want us to be a number one. It wants us to be you know, level. And it's another reason why, you know, structure and routine is so important. So if you're eating erratically, you're eroding trust. Anyway, I've gone off on one a little bit here, haven't I? But it's about, you know, I work with clients to develop those self-awareness tools so that they can begin to honor their hunger, never let themselves go below a three or a four. And likewise, never let themselves go beyond about a seven. Because you, if you're, you know, once you're trusting once your body is trusting you again, when you get to a, a, a comfortable fullness of around seven, you, seven is, I'm happy, I've had enough, I could probably squeeze a little bit more in, but do you know what? I trust that you're going to feed me again in another three or four hours, so that's okay, we're okay here, because in another three hours, I'm going to be gently hungry and ready for you to feed me again. And that is when we enjoy food the most as well, when we're gently hungry, or when, and, and we also are going to feel satisfied and happy when we stop, when we're you know, just full enough. Does that? But like I said, if, if I, it's not something I would go and do immediately with clients because there's other stuff that they need to kind of work through and they need to kind of be developing that trust with their body again to recognize where they are on that scale. Amazing, amazing, absolutely. So yeah, I use a similar scale and between three and seven is, is the yeah. sort of sweet spot for me. But as you say, it's not something you can use straight away. You need to start to I guess it's a self-awareness piece. If you have no idea what a three really is because you've never experienced it because you've always been at either a one or a 10, then yeah. um, it's, it's not a very productive exercise. At, but then at a certain point when you start to, you know, build that trust and stuff. Um, and, yeah. And, and, and like I said, it's about also when you're, when you're kind of letting go of the diet, when you're still in the early stages, it's difficult to get your head around the fact that that hunger scale doesn't just, you know, it's not just about your physical hunger as well. You know, it's about all of the other things that are going on. So, you know, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's not an easy thing to kind of, it sounds quite straightforward. It sounds quite simple, but often people do need coaching to get them where they can literally use that as effectively and as productively as it is supposed to be used. Yeah. And just talk about triggers something the, the term intuitive eating I think it's thrown around as this kind of ideal and you know as something to work towards intuitive eating is amazing because you you are in tune with your body right you're literally listening to your your hunger and emotions and stuff but as a tool going from say very strict dieting to try and go to this other end of the spectrum you have no natural or very very limited natural intuition so there is that there is no scale it's a lot of it for me comes down to um, perfectionism and all or nothing thinking. Um, oh, black thinking is something, yeah. That's something <laughs> Every single client that comes to me has got black and white thinking when they come to me, but not by the end of it. <laughs> so it's breaking that zero and one down to, okay, let's take it to zero and 10. And there's all these steps in between. And suddenly it's like, hold on, I can do something that's not perfect, but that's slightly better. And I'm going to make progress. It's like, yes. Yeah. If you do that every week and then the next 
month you aim to go one more point along that scale and it's that's where yeah it's changing that mentality to say that paradigm cognitive flexibility comes in and it's about that cognitive flexibility you know that's what is the most powerful driver for change really 